Hi, I'm your host, Tom DeSavia. Join me as I interview guests from music and entertainment from around the world about what they're up to right now. Stay tuned, because we're gone in 30 minutes. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gone in 30 Minutes podcast, where my guest today, our relationship spans two centuries. And I, he does a whole bunch of things. He writes songs. He's an entrepreneur. Mm, he's an yeah. actor, dancer, choreographer, famous chef, Kevin Griffin, all the way from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Kevin. Can you feel it? I can feel it's it. It's so good to be here, to see your face, to see that full, bushy, virile beard. I woke up it, with a real it, it really, it mocks me. It's just a silent mocking of my uh, challenges in beard growing. Stop and you know, it. let's be honest, you know how virile you are. You've, you've been a test subject at USC for the levels of testosterone in your blood, how they're off the charts. And you know this. <laughs> they're down. That's the problem. <laughs> the problem is, is you come on here just to do this because I'm having actually those days. Now I'd get up because I've grown my hair a little longer. I have a real bad hair day and I'm going to like, I'm going to walk out and we're going to have our Hall and Oates moment for everyone to see that's watching this, that's not just listening to this. They really have both options. Look at you. You're perfectly quaffed. But tell me who in the Hall and Oates, am I Daryl yeah, and, you, and you're John? I'm, John. Uh, I'm, mean, I'm Paul Simon and you're Art Garfunkel. No, I'm more Art Garfunkel than. Or you, you're uh, taller. Yeah. I'll flip that. I'll be Art Garfunkel with the, with the bird-like yeah, tenor. I'll take Paul. I mean, you'll take all the songwriting credit. I'll take all the songwriting credits. Which, yeah, you will. Art Garfunkel's playing half-empty city wineries right now. Well, but isn't he'd, that law? He'd be so lucky. Since, but but now that COVID is far behind us, and <laughs> everyone's playing live shows. Exactly. The amazing. So great. What what are you doing right now, buddy? What's going on? Where are you at? What's happening? Um, I'm in my studio here in Franklin, Tennessee, and I just wrote uh, with uh, this artist. Uh, they're called the Serotones. A girl, a, a woman named AJ. She's the singer for the Serotones, and uh, we just wrote a really cool song. And hopefully, it's uh, they it gets cut, you know. And I did that, and I've got a pool being put in right now. Uh, and it's making a lot of noise, but I'm just kind of, I've, I've been pivoting, you know, uh, doing a lot of virtual things like this and just staying busy in, in the, in the era of, uh, the ongoing it's, it's waning, but you know, in the era of Corona, there's a pre and it's going to be pre and post COVID, right? That's what life pre is and post -COVID. I, I feel like we're post COVID. We're post COVID, but it's always going to be there. It's always going to be that what we did pre and what we did post. How's it changing? Go, what? Shut I think up. it's going to make things spicy. You know, I, I just think it makes things more exciting. Like, does that, is that person vaccinated? Do they have an active variant? Are they going to infect me? It just makes life more exciting <laughs> to me. It's like a guessing game. It's just going to be at the it's bar. It's a guessing game. You know, there was always, there was always what, you know, what, does somebody have an STD that I'm talking to? You know, that kind of thing. Now, now just throw in Corona and Corona variants. Are you going to stop being a hugger? I know you're you're a hugger. That's I've always been a hugger, and I'm really good at the Nashville hug, which isn't a full uh, Bristol hug. And Bristol is in uh, Oxford Dictionary. Like I'm more of this guy. <laughs> I'm a what's up? So there's no this, and no one no one can really argue with that. So you're going to keep that up. You're not going to turn into one of these elbow guys full time. No, I won't be a Howie Mandel elbow guy. Though Howie Mandel was ahead of the curve. 
you know, by doing, he was famous for the elbow bump, which was kind of off-putting, but now he seemed to be like Nostradamus. When has Harry Mandel not been Nostradamus? Think about it. I mean, this is a whole other podcast here. But we can't go straight into Howie Mandel. It's too soon in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> go into Howie. Right. How are you doing, man? And by the way, yeah. they, I was I was really excited when you uh, you dropped me a line and asked me to be on the show. And I will say uh, that it diffused a lot of the rancor I felt for you at having not been asked. Uh, already to be on the show. And I saw the usual list of people, you know, the A-listers, you know, Rob Lowe, um, and the, the ilk being asked to be on the first podcast. Off, yeah. the Dick Cheney on the first season. No, it's funny. Well, the, the first season we started off because it's uh, brought to us by our friends at Craft and it's all under the Concord umbrella. So we did the first one. It was all all Concord people. And then it was like, let's, let's open it up. So you're in the first season of opening it up, brah. I'm I'm so excited, and we've got such a great history together. It's well, and I say this a lot, and I mean it. It's funny because it's been a year since I've seen you. It's been a year since I've literally seen you. We've emailed or we've texted, but I've been. Seeing Wasn't you. the last time we were at the Concord party uh, for the Grammys? Yeah, right. Yeah, right before exactly right, right before, it before, it down, before it shut down, and uh, that was like January twenty eighth. Let's just, you know, yeah. it still feels pretty a year, year-ish. End of January, but it's been like that long. And that's what the, my favorite thing about this, aside from hearing all your stories about blah, 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 this is my job, I'm Kevin, blah, blah, blah. So is, important, I mean, blah, blah, yeah, blah. No, no, but seriously, it's getting to, getting to talk to my pals and getting to meet some new people and just, you know, you and I both like talking. It's hard not to I, talk for a year. I share uh, your love and your gift for the gab. I'm one to palaver a lot. You've used a lot of like $13 words today. I asked well, you know what? One has a rhyming dictionary right by I, ha I have a, a personal goal uh, that I have to use some type of 18th century colloquialism uh, at, at some point during the day. Uh, whether, you know, or colloquialism. Or, uh, or uh, prestidigitation. Uh, and today, <laughs> y'all, sir, y'all, y'all, uh, honey, tinge words meant to lull me into submission. Your pulchritude. I can only say words that I don't really know what they mean. <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, anti-disestablishmentarianism then, I guess. Wow, that's, an, right? that's, you need to do a book about that. Yeah, it's the longest word, I think, in the English dictionary. And my dad always said it meant a hippie with a beard. <laughs> That your dad and my dad would have gotten along together because somebody used that word around my dad, he would have said horseshit. Yeah, horseshit. That's horseshit. Would have gotten along. Horse, horseshit was my dad's word to just undercut anything I was excited about, whether whether it was a band or Dungeons and Dragons or the jeans that I wanted to get that cost more than twenty dollars when I was in ninth grade. I don't think I, we have the ability to. Um, to play the break screeching sound like they do on the morning radio. But I want to go back to Dungeons and Dragons. So that was a big thing for you as a kid, huh? I, I did let that, um, I let, let the cat, you know, I've, I, I hid the fact that um, I was pretty handy with the 20 sided die. I hid that maybe in a little bit of shame for many years, but I've seen with, with, uh, with stranger, stranger things becoming a thing, you know, a couple years ago that a whole new generation has embraced 
the uh, the magical arts, if you will. It's bad. Dungeons and Dragons role playing games, and I did have my moment where um, I was a thirteenth level uh, cleric, uh, capable of healing with a with a variety of potions, and I had a cloak of disenchantment. And I can go on and on, but I need you, to you don't want to lose your listeners. I need to reconnect you with your buddy Rhett Miller, who <laughs> plays it regularly. Oh my God! Some kind of online thing, and you've, you've Rhett yes. plays the dark arts. Yes, <laughs> aren't you supposed to do one of these? And again, sorry for people that are just listening, but we're doing we're doing about the hand gestures. So I just got my twelve-year-old twins into Dungeons and Dragons, and we got this game table. And my twenty-one-year-old, I have three sons: Max, who's twenty-one, and my twins, Harrison and Graham, are twelve. Max plays Dungeons and Dragons, so so we're sitting down this weekend. Uh, at the end of April, and uh, to play uh, some Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons I'm going to be the Dungeon Master. Of course, of course. So they just weren't getting beat up enough. So you had to. They, like they were getting. Beat. <laughs> but but there's there, there's a there is a there's a common thread, uh, Tom, that runs through my life. It started with Rush, you know. It started yeah. with Progressive Steel. My love for Rush and you know prog rock. So any any. Uh, true rush loving fan will tell you they had a moment of Dungeons and Dragons. So, so did I mean? So is that anything with a with a flute? Do you just does a flautist just make you lose control? Flute, a flute, or an old Moog uh, mono synth? You know, uh, weaving weaving a, a melody whilst uh, Getty Lee sings of Xanadu and the decreed by Kublai Khan. I never, we've never, I don't think, ever actually talked about this. Did you miss your calling and being a prog band? I don't know. A lot of people don't know that Better Than Ezra has a deep vein um, uh, of, of prog rock in in our uh, music. People know us, of course, for the pop songs, Tom. But in, in, in the, the deep cuts, there are some, there's some serious rough, Rush-esque riffage. Is there, and, any, is there any flute? Yes. There is. Yes. There's a flute solo on a song called Normal Town from our 1996 magnum opus, Friction Baby. And it's a blistering flute solo. Well, that and that was just about the time I met you. That would have been just about the time, 96, 97. 96, 97, you uh, came over to Electra Records. Yes. You were A&R at Electra Records, I think. And we were in Woodstock, New York doing our third album at dream dreamland studio dreamland studios yes which was a magical place i mean that was amazing and and i think that's when we first spoke on the phone was that it it wasn't a cell phone that was i mean cell phones existed but we probably didn't have those yet that probably wasn't in your in your in your budget you probably didn't have that in your t and e but that was uh, yeah i just realized i've known you quite a long time it's crazy. It's wild. And look at us. We're still doing rock and roll. We're still doing rock and roll. Your hair is still better than mine. Oh, no. But your beard it's, counteracts everything. It's, well, it, it counter... Uh, I can't even get it. It, it. it repels everything. I want to go backwards now. You're a songwriter by trade. Yeah. You're a songwriter who sings. You're a songwriter who, who performs. But you're a songwriter. How has COVID... Has it changed your process? Has it changed you... At all, like when when we first started, did you go? What am I going to do here? Did did it just stop? Well, I think I think a lot of people, you know, um, before before the pandemic and the lockdown, 
telling another songwriter, uh, hey, we're going to finish the song. Hey, we we almost finished the song. Let's finish it on uh, on FaceTime. You know, it was really a, un, a unspoken uh, joke that we were never going to finish the song because no one ever finished. It, it became, you know, a, a, an inside joke. Hey, we'll finish it on, well, on FaceTime because Zoom didn't even, it wasn't even the lexicon yeah. yet. But really quick, you know, a, you know, a year, a little over a year ago, uh, you know, suddenly all the sessions were virtual. So everybody had to like suddenly Zoom was ubiquitous. Right. There's another word ubiquitous. And uh, and and man, you know, I, I it's interesting. A lot of songwriters I know just they couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't uh, get do, used to doing this, just looking virtual. And, you know, um, and they had a real struggle for me. I just kind of embraced it. And I, I kind of likened it uh, to, you know, to the initial kind of getting your feet wet, doing it virtually. Like when you uh, you see a, a movie with subtitles, like someone says, oh, you got to watch Parasite and you don't know anything about it. And then you you sit down to watch and you're like, oh, I'm not I don't know if I'm I'm too tired to do subtitles tonight. But right. then if the movie's compelling within five or 10 minutes, you're just in. You don't even think about the subtitles. You're just you're right. you're, you're moved along by the story and songwriting with zoom or FaceTime, but it's usually zoom is the same way. You know, if the song and the collaboration is, is great and the ideas are flowing, man, it's, it's, it's really kind of freeing. Cause when you have, when I have somebody in my studio, I, I got to entertain them. I got to have, I, I, I have snacks. I got my, I get my Waterloo on, I got my nuts, you know, and you're really entertaining them. But with zoom, you know, you're like, Hey man, I'm going to go grab a sandwich. I'll be back in 10. And everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. So right. it's really freeing in a lot of ways and the song doesn't suffer. And and I've had, I've had like quite a few singles that have done well over the past year with writers. I've never been in the same room with it's all been virtual. Okay. So, and a lot of songwriters would agree with me that the song doesn't suffer. Well, and I think that's great. And that's like one of the sort of underlying things of this, uh, this podcast in general is to have all you cats sort of talk to each other about the very same panic that, revealed itself to be be a gift. I've had the same thing with work. I do A&R, as I think, you know, a lot of our uh, listeners know. But when it started, I'm like, I you do this by taking people to dinner. That's the first yeah. step. You know, you do this by going to shows. And getting a lap dance. It's been getting a lap dance at the at the Denny's or the Waffle House. Oh. The Waffle House. Oh, my God. I miss, miss getting lap dances. At the I've had some good ones there. But it's... Um, it's wild. I, I, I literally was like, okay, my job's going to come to a screeching halt. And it's been yeah. really um, heartwarming to see, like, you can bond with someone this way. You, you really can. And it's 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 changing the whole dynamic of work, not only songwriting, but A&R, but just work across the board. I mean, everybody's realizing, wait a second, we don't need to, you can work remote. The, the big question with working remote is people are just going to screw around. No, man, people get stu stuff right. done. They're still accountable, um, and and then now companies that had had to have the marquee real estate on Wilshire, you know, or insert city and you know address that you had to have your, your address. That people are like, we don't need to be spending this kind of money. Let's put it into you know other things and not having to have everybody coming into work. And so I think that's one of the there, there's so many silver linings from what we've been through, right? You know, realizing you need to be home more, you want to be around your 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 friends and family more. But that the fact that you can be efficient and really productive, being doing it virtually. Yeah, well, and the part that's so archaic. I, you hear that? 
I just said archaic. Very I mean, good, sir. In a sentence. I ascertained that I could play you, your big word game. You wordsmith, you. It's been nah. said. But um, the thing that, like, I know, like, as far as you said, like, it, it, it's opening up the world in a way that if I wanted you to write with a writer, it would be like, all right, hopefully you'll match up next time you come to L.A. Yeah. or they come to Nashville is that can just happen. And do you think that's changed for you going forward, right? Oh, I, th I think um, I, I think that the virtual right is going to stay a thing, you know, uh, and th the need for me to go. I mean, look, I, I would always when I go to L.A. now, I do an anchor date. Like hopefully I get a right with a, with an artist who's signed to a label I think is going to be able to, you know, bring it home. Right. And then I'll build other rights around that. Um, and I really see not having to do that, you know, uh, right. it, being able to say, you know, I'm going to just do a week of L.A. rides or or man, you know, what, what's been fun is I, I, there's a regular ride I do with a writer in L.A. and a writer in Sweden. And the three of wow. us are in a, one room together and we're writing the song. Now, the, the funny thing is, like, I'll start we'll start at 11 a.m. Central, you know, 9 a.m. for L.A. And what is it? It's like 5 p.m. in Stockholm. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's 1 a.m., you know, for this person in Stockholm and they're getting their dream coin while we're finishing the song. But, man, we, we get great songs done. So I think that's going to continue. You know, the face to face, there's something great about face to face. You know, it still is a challenge when you're both trying to play guitar because of the latency. You know, mm -hmm. you can't play at the same time that there are those challenges. Um, so the face to face thing. And, 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 and honestly, I've got a big studio. I've done a lot. I've done a bit of face to face, but. The, the virtual stuff, virtual work will continue for me for sure. And then honestly, you know, for the live streams, just doing shows look like our, our buddy, Rhett Miller, who's crushed it with stage it. He's right. done how many, 150 shows? Just had his 200th show. Yeah. I tell you, Rhett was inspiring to me. And because before Corona, before Rhett and others like him really kind of, uh, uh, demystified the the virtual show everybody kind of looked down their nose at things mm -hmm. like stage it you know and i love uh, you know the, the brothers you know evan and jaron that started stage it yeah. you know but I, I i saw you know rhett and look you know in this business the the more you can say to yourself oh man that's a great idea somebody's doing i'm gonna do that as opposed to be as, to, as opposed to diss it you know like oh i can learn yeah. from that i can get better from that and that's been that's been kind of part of helping me have a long career but you know i was like i'm gonna start doing stage at shows and really quickly you know i reached out uh to all the people like what's rhett doing and they're like you do a regular show consistently have themes you know mm -hmm. so I, so i was like taco tuesday that sounds lame enough i'll do taco <laughs> tuesday but man you know i was quickly doing better doing a 50 minute show in my studio uh and in charge I, I would charge ten dollars a head and then people would tip you know, during the yeah. show, I was making more than a sold out show at City Winery Chicago without having to fly there, the right. hotels, everything. And man, so the, the point is to answer a long winded answer to your question. Not only is the writing going to continue once things open up virtually, but there will always be this live stream element because I think your your fans get something from a live stream show that they don't live, which is that connection. Like they're texting me, requesting things that's really one on one. Yep. And if you're a performer and you could make that leap because you're sitting, I'm sitting here playing in the studio by myself. There's no, there's no response or, or, or applause or laughter. Right. But, but if you can just 
feel yourself in the hotel in the hotel room <laughs> with that person. <laughs> I don't know what, where's my head. If you've uh, never been to a better than Ezra show, hold on to your hat. Hold on, yeah. or or in their living room, in their kitchen, in their boudoir, whatever. Um, you know, then and then you can have fun with it, and people feel that. You know, uh, you know, a really good a person who's great at that is Red. Uh, you know, Matt Nathanson's really good at it. Yep. And uh, so there's a lot of a lot of great things that have come from a. Uh, from this, I, I'm a I'm a silver linings guy, uh, you know, a a tireless optimist. You always have been, my friend. It's one of the reasons we keep you around. Oh, thank you, Thomas. Oh, Thomas. Oh, Thomas. Olivia. Whenever I try to do a Irish accent, it comes across as a mix between like British and sort of Hasidic. It never quite comes out right, so I'm going to not do it. But um, mine turns into Caribbean. I always end up sounding sounding like Shaggy. <laughs> Give me an example. Go. Somebody dumsy dumsy dumba dum rep. Dim the TV down gone in 30 minutes. Yep. Somebody dumma dima dum rum the dumba. Yeah. See, and could you it started off oh time I just some the dumb send him the dumb rap. Same dima thumbs dum. Yeah. I I can't like never ever touch a kangaroo board of some de dum dam rum the dumba some dip. Some I can't <laughs> did it did it hurt when you fell out of heaven? <laughs> God bless you. Well, I, look, I want to go into this because our time is is going quickly as I knew it would, because we only get a half hour, hence the title. But um Yeah, go we've ahead. We've talked about you as a writer. Oh yeah. we've talked about you as a performer. I like you getting that ready because we're diving in a minute, but I want to talk very quickly. You can have you can have your guitar ready. I'm gonna Play just I, I'm gonna be that guy on YouTube who just constantly does this. Just gonna, yeah, just do it. You can and you can do like the, the your version of a rim shot when you go. Go ahead. Sorry, you're trying to you're trying to sign off, and I'm just riffing. No, I'm trying to ask you another question. We got ten more minutes. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. No, it's can we saying. curse? We can. We can but curse no, the band. I want shut up. What I want to talk to you about is aside from your your life as a songsmith. I think you demand to be called. Yes, Tom Smith. That was that was part of the agreement. Uh, uh, an entertainer for the time. Smith, Smith. Dan Wilson uses Toon Smith. I'll use Toon Smith too. Toon Smith. I think entertainer of our times, which I think you have over the hearth in your door <laughs> when you walk in. Um, you're also, I believe, to use another one of your thirteen dollar words. You're also sort of an entrepreneur. And I am a creative entrepreneur, uh, Tom. Yes, I am. Be, and very serious here. You. Uh, we're out jogging a bunch of years back, and you and tell me if I get this wrong. You yeah. you drove by you you jogged by a big empty plot of lawn, and you land, and you said, "I'm going to throw a festival." And you partnered up with a bunch of chaps. Yeah, and you started the pilgrimage festival. I did, yeah. man. It, it it was the day after Thanksgiving in 2013 on a Friday, uh, and I'd been overserved. I, I like to say the day before, so I was like, I need to go run off this tryptophan <laughs> and this wine. And I found myself a, a mile from my house here in downtown Franklin, Tennessee. And there's this 252 acre former Tennessee walking horse farm. And uh, it's it's called the farm at Harlansdale. And literally the sun came out from behind the clouds as I was catching my breath. And I was like, oh, my God, there's these, you know, green rolling hills, natural amphitheaters, buildings on the historic register. I'm going to do a music festival like New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival in New Orleans, which I grew up going to. And I'm 18 miles from downtown Nashville. I'm a mile and a half from I-65 in, in the city that Southern Living and Garden and Gun Magazine say is the coolest small town in America. And, and I ran home literally to a couple of buddies 
Because we all have those ideas that we, we we drink when we're drinking with our friends. Man, we should start. We should do this. We should do that. And nothing ever comes from it. And one of those was talking about a festival. And man, you know, I, I ran home. I was I called up my buddies, Michael Whalen and Brant Wood. We did a conference call that day. And I was like, I have the place. We're gonna we're gonna take the DNA of, of New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival and plop it into Middle Tennessee. And a year and a half later, we had our first festival in 2015. We had uh, uh, Willie Nelson, uh, Wilco, Dr. John, Cage the Elephant, Band of Horses. Uh, year two, we had Beck, Holland Oates, Jason Isabel. Year three, we brought in a partner named Justin Timberlake. He Heard played the festival with uh, Eddie Vedder. And now now here we are. You know, we, we, we didn't have um, – I mean, it, we've had such a great list of, of artists from, from Chris Stapleton, Jack White, um, Lionel Richie. And, uh, and here we are, you know, we, just like every other festival, we were canceled in 2020, but right. we're poised for September 25th and 26th. We're going to have uh, pilgrimage and uh, we've got a full lineup booked that is insane. Uh, and so we're, we've just, we, every, there's so much momentum happening for all festivals. You know, all the spring festivals everybody loves have been pushed to the fall, right? Right. Um, like Bonnaroo, which is the first weekend in June, has been pushed to three weeks before pilgrimage, but it's like a different demographic. So we're like more power to you, but yeah, man. So it's still a moving target. You know, everything looks like thumbs up, but um, you know, you just never know. So uh, you know, with the evolving nature of, of Corona and stuff, but, but, but I would say 99.9% barring some crazy variant outbreak pilgrimage is going to happen uh, 2021. And, and, and I can't wait to be doing the podcast with you from pilgrimage that's our goal that's my ask that's my fee for you is to come do some episodes with some of the artists done pilgrimage can i have a golf cart yes oh hell yeah you and erica you and erica Erica have a golf cart erica who will be i mean we'll just announce it here because it's an upcoming date erica who's going to be a future guest the patron saint of music cares i want her on here talking so i'm she will be being booked very soon i've already Uh, in a little backstory we speak of erica cruzen and yeah. she is my fiance. Yeah. And we were introduced by Tom DeSavia, May 13th, wow. 2014. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so, brother, I know that date. Yeah. That could get, well, the date, your, your, your life friggin' I'm turned around. You became a better man. But yeah, I, that's all great, wonderful. Oh, hugs to you. That's great. I get the golf cart, right? You get a golf cart. Yes. Okay. You'll get your own golf cart. You can customize it uh, with uh, the decor team, which will, you'll have like garlands and, and, and Christmas lights and stuff. It'll be, I want a lot of garlands. Do you supply? Oh, we'll get into that. Later. In, like you, if you want a bubble machine for your golf cart, you got to let me know now. Cause they go fast. Yes. I want a bubble machine for my golf cart. What do I look like a caveman? Come on. Oh, right. check this out. But, but here, but I'm going to make you jealous. Cause I got something that you're going to just, you're going to be jonesing for. It's a Super 73 electric bike. Have you seen these? No. Okay. After this, I'm I'm not not getting any money from these people. Go to super73.com, Tom. It's this bat. It looks like, remember that Honda Enduro 50 from like 1972 that you wanted? Maybe you had it. I know. No, I did not. I did not. This is it. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be the coolest guy at Pilgrimage riding around on that. Okay. Can I get a smaller version so I can can be a You can get a a Le Petite. Version. So we're just walking. We're just talking. Like, version. Excellent. Dum right. dum 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 dum
Grab your guitar. We got four minutes left. This is what yeah. I noticed. I went to uh, I went to uh, the Wikipedia because I'm like, well, maybe I don't know stuff about him. And it does refer to you as American singer. That's your two line elevator pitch. American, man, I'm so unhappy with that that Wikipedia, but you can't change it. I love it though. It's just I, I kind of got an American ancient. woman in my head. Just start your American singer. <laughs> but I noticed when I was on there, it just says like one of your main points is skilled mimic. Skilled mimic? Yeah, it refers to a skilled mimic. So I want the last few minutes. I want some skilled mimicking. How does this work? Do I throw out? Do you? Well, uh, my, my my really good impression is of Dave Matthews. Prove it. Okay, but here's where I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna set the bar really high. I'm gonna write off the cuff as as we speak whilst we talk. I'm gonna write the the original Gone in 30 Minutes theme song. And then I'll segue into Dave Matthews and try not to go into Shaggy. Perfect. Do it. Bring it God bless you, you magnificent bastard. I need smelling salts. I have channeled the, the spirit of Dave Matthews. It drains your it drains your core like when uh, uh, Eleven would move shit with her mind and Stranger Things. Same thing happens to me. It just it moved things. All I'm saying is that it's not me, but it's 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 Laura and Lucy, the ones that make things move behind the scenes. Yes, our producer and, and, and Lucy, our coordinator, but they, they demand that anything sung on this show, I get 100% of the publishing. You, so. get, you get all of it. I know how you act, and I knew that. Thanks, bro. I knew how. It's I knew it. Um, so I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You you're go. still you're still kind of tongue-tied from that fucking face-melting song. How do you come back after that? You can't. You can't. Throwing a baby in an animal act. We could just wave goodbye and say goodnight. I think it's time to do that, everybody. Um, the, 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 the king of New Orleans to the king of Nashville, my good buddy, Mr. Kevin Griffin. Gosh, I miss you, man. Brother, I love you. You look great, your beard, and I love your podcast and continued success with it. Anytime, look, I'm serious. Pilgrimage 2021, September 25th, 26th. Let's line up some interviews with artists and, and do it. Yes, yes, yes. I love you, man. I love you. Goodbye, everybody. Bring it <laughs>